20? Yeah. Wow. It's our 20th episode of the Bobby Cast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. No guests today, just uh, talking about some stuff. Let me say this. I just saw this article. Did you see me post this on Instagram a minute ago from Rolling Stone? Yeah. This is a weird article. It is. And there are certain things where I'm like, hey, just so you know you're coming. Somebody's doing a story about you. Sometimes it's a bad story. Sometimes it's a good story. They've been good lately. <laughs> some, some, some of them have, yeah. And so I, um, this is a weird thing because this is what breeds people going, oh, whatever. But listen, I should stop talking bad because it's actually a really cool thing. Yeah. So one of the best songwriters in town, his name is Lee Miller. Goes by Lee Thomas Miller. I'll give you. He wrote uh, In Color from Jamie Johnson, which ended up winning like Song of the Year a few years back. So there's a whole story about him. I said, Grandpa wants this picture here. It's all black and white. And it ain't real clear. Is that you there? He said, Yeah, I was a lover. Times were tough back in 35 That's me and Uncle Joe Just trying to survive a cotton farm In a Great Depression If it looks like we were scared to death Like a couple of kids just trying to save each other You should have seen it in color So a fantastic song one of the writers on the song, he wins like a word for songwriter of the year or the song of the year. So I know Lee. Like Lee is one of the few people in town that I would consider like a real life friend regardless of the industry. And Rolling Stone does a whole story on Lee. And rightfully so. He's one of the best. And from Rolling Stone, this is Lee Thomas Miller on Perfect Storm that led to Stapleton Paisley hits. And then there's a little paragraph on the headline underneath the headline. It said, songwriter tells stories behind songs recorded by Chris Stapleton, Tim McGraw, Brad Paisley, Brothers Osborne, and Bobby Bones. <laughs> now, which one doesn't fit of that list? Because I know a hundred other artists that have recorded his songs. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he decided to put me in this list. And I texted him. I was like, dude, which one doesn't fit? Obviously Stapleton. So, <laughs> but they go through his songs. And so he wrote Perfect Storm with Brad Paisley. There's a big hit for Brad. And he wrote a bunch of Brad songs. Like, he's a writing partner of Brad's. He wrote El Camino for Frankie Ballard, which is out now. In this article, he wrote Whiskey and You from Chris Stapleton. So here's this song. Lee also wrote this song. That's the difference. Between whiskey and... You know this one? Yeah. Good song. He played this at the CMT. Chris did at the CMT Artist of the Year Awards. There's a bottle On the dresser by your ring And it's empty So right now I don't feel a thing I'll be hurting when I wake up on the floor, but I'll be over it by noon. That's the difference between whiskey and you. So he writes that one. There's a crescendo to this story, don't worry. <laughs> He lists Brothers Osborne. It ain't my fault, which he writes with Brothers Osborne, who I really like too, by the way. He uh, has tons of songs. And so he lists writing with me as one of the people. So I'd like to play you a couple of songs. As you know how deep and how great of a songwriter Lee is, yeah. the songs that we actually wrote <laughs> together. Uh, a little song by the name of Starbucks. Rise and shine, it's your friendly reminder to get out of bed. Oh, 
I got the sleepy in my eyes, the foggy in my brain. I know I'm late to work, but I gotta stop along the way. I walk to get my coffee, make my order like a boss. A venti double mocha, I don't care about the cause. I'll take a pumpkin spice, <gasps> can you make it in a kettle? Then take the drink and shake it up and add some fruity pebbles. Is the tip jar on the counter, I'm about to make it rain. Hey, it's Bobby, I'm not booby, please stop messing up my name. Starbucks, be filling up my cup. Starbucks, be jacking me up. Starbucks, 10,000 degrees. And yeah, I'll take a day to shiny something to eat. I'm As a matter of fact, Lee, and we wrote that song, and Lee came up with the line, and usually you don't remember who came up with what line when you write a song, but I know for a fact Lee came up with the line, hey, it's Bobby, I'm not booby, please stop messing up my name. <laughs> because I don't go to Starbucks to order drinks. Yeah. I, if someone goes, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll take a something, because I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. And so... As I play all those great songs, just know that Lee Miller writes <laughs> goofy stuff. But the one that they talk about in this article, which by the way, I just saw this article. I was not planning to talk about this. He, he talks about I Like You. It's a song I wrote about yeah. not being able to say I love you. It says, Black River Entertainment, this is from Rolling Stone, signed Bobby Bones to a record deal. And one of my old friends was producing his comedy album. I was asked to come write with him. So again, it's a blind date. I don't know Bobby. Everybody's trying to meet Bobby. And all the country artists wanted to break their song. But in reality, Bobby just plays what Bobby wants. So Bobby and I get together, and he's immediately very gracious. And we get to know each other. And he said, hey, I've never told a girl I love her. So we write a song making fun of it. He's always been shockingly honest on his show. It's painfully transparent. Songwriting's funny because when you write for artists, you're not creating for your own art. You're helping the artists create their art. And this song sums up his kind of comedy. And listen, I don't, we don't even play this song live anymore. I, I think I will when we do our stand-up comedy tour because it's mostly a comedy song more than like a let's jam out song. Uh, but this is the song he's talking about called I Like You. And Brad Paisley plays the guitar and sings the harmony on it. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, the song that he's talking about here. Well, the L word has never been easy for a guy like me. And I've spent a small fortune talking about it in therapy I've been holding back how I feel in this heart of mine Girl, now I'm gonna say it out loud for the very first time I'm gonna say love, I'm gonna say love I love baseball I love Full House Paisley playing guitar anyway. You're so pretty and your hair it smells so good. You put up with me longer than a sweet girl like you should. Honey, me and you's been the best three years of my life. The first year was good, the second year was good, the third year was good. You know everything about me in this moment, it just feels right. I love cheesecake. I love Friends reruns. Anyway, you get the point. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get the point. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I thought that was funny that he mentioned me in the article, and I don't deserve to be mentioned in the article. And that's nuts. And a little bit like, oh, for sure I'm going to get made fun of because I don't deserve to be in that article. <laughs> People are going to be like, what? Anyway, there was that. I just posted on Instagram. I couldn't believe that, that he would put me in that. Uh, dear friend, that's the only reason. That, that's the only reason. Uh, friendship, yeah. friend, friendship bonus there. <laughs> uh, mention Blue Apron real quick. Listen, if you cook at your place and you hate going to the grocery store and you want fresh ingredients, let me tell you about Blue Apron. Fresh, high quality ingredients. They come right to your door in a box, and it's a home cooked meal. But all the ingredients are there, and it's pre portioned, so you don't have to buy a tub for a pinch. They know when you cook with incredible ingredients, then all it's because of standards they hold their suppliers to, the ranchers and farmers, and that's where it comes from. There's a card that tells you how to make each meal. You can get your first week's meals for free. 
All right, check out this week's menu. Your first three meals for free with free shipping if you go to blueapron.com slash bobby. You have to go to slash bobby, though. Blueapron.com slash bobby. You'll love how good it feels and it tastes. You'll create these meals. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You're going to love you're going to love that. So I went to um, something I'd always, boy, was against was kind of getting on the inside of the Nashville music community. Yeah. I was an outsider who could just sit outside and not worry about anything happening inside and just do all the crap I wanted to do, and that's it. That's how I've been for the last um, three, three years or so. Um but I decided on the recommendation of a friend that, as a matter of fact, Lee Miller, that songwriter, he was the guy that was like, hey, you should do, be on this board because he knows I'm like, I don't want to be on, an insider. It's like, hey, you should be on this board because why not bring your outside perspective to what's happening on the inside? Like, okay, if you think things are moving slowly and if you have a problem at times with how the format's moving, then freaking get in there and make a change. And I'm like, uh. And, and so he's on the board. He's like, you just do it. Do it for a year, and if you just hate it, get out. And if you don't, go in and just make changes. You need to go in and ha- have your voice heard. And so I did that, and I, I sat in my first meeting yesterday, and it was like three hours. And then I have another meeting tomorrow, which is like four hours. So, so far, there's a lot of hours involved in this thing. <laughs> but I only think it's like a few times a, a little bit, I feel like a sellout. I'm just going to be honest with you. I feel like a sellout a little bit because of this. But if, if, I, if I can actually have a voice to make changes to somewhat contemporize yet preserve, which I think is what I do on the show. I for sure contemporize things, but also I'm huge into keeping what's great about traditional traditional because there's a place for both. And, you know, you get the vocal minorities on every side. Hey, you suck. Okay, you suck. this sucks. Don't play this. So it's a weird place for me right now. And so I go back tomorrow. And so I just got to know I get a four-hour board meeting tomorrow. And it's like, all, it's like people, it's like songwriters and heads of labels. and. What's it like sitting in that room? Um, <laughs> yesterday I was so sleepy. I was, and it was the new member meeting. So there were like 10, I can tell you, like Liz Rose, who wrote Taylor Swift's first two records mm-hmm. of Taylor and has wrote Girl Crush. It's a huge songwriter in town. She was uh, new on the board. Um, Jesse Alexander, who wrote Miley Cyrus, The Climb, and Lee Bryce, I Drive Your Truck. Like big songwriter. Yeah. She was sitting beside me. Uh, the guy that runs Spotify Country was in there. John Marks. Uh, there, a lot of pe- like big people, even from public. So I was like, "Do I even belong?" Like these are, like, and I was the youngest one in there, but still, I was like, "These are like adults." Well, you know, <laughs> I, I felt like the kid at the. So anyway, if the organization goes down in flames, it's probably my fault. But I feel like I just, yeah, I feel like I'm selling out a bit. Anyway, so. We're here. I hope we got to listen to Preston on the last one. Uh, I thought it felt like the Preston Bobby Cast was good. I didn't want to put an artist on the twentieth episode because it's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to hop on <laughs> to talk about a few things. Uh, what What is on your mind, Mike? What do you have over there? Well, speaking of the Preston thing, you mentioned to him like there's a place where you listen to music, like where you sit down and like kind of absorb music. Yeah. Like, what is that place for you? My bed. Really? Yeah, because I'm on. I stay in my room, and I can tell you my house a bit. I've moved to the living room a bit. I try to stay an hour a day in my living room because if not, I just, I just lock myself in my bedroom, and I like my bedroom, and I like my bed, but I think it's because I never had a bedroom growing up, so mm-hmm. I, I enjoy having a bedroom. And so, no, it's TV on mute, never off. TV on mute, headphones on, and that's why I, where I listen to music. And if it's before the show, because sometimes I wake up at like 2 and it's like, well, I'm done with the show. Now what do I do? Yeah. I'll just go searching for music. Or at night, I'll go searching for music. But I'm going to tell you what's, what sucks. And it's a great suck. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Is that it's, the, it's to the point now where everywhere I go, someone's trying to hand me some sort of music. Yeah. Never thought it would happen like this. But someone's always trying to be like, hey, will you take this music and listen to it? Because hey, everybody wants me to break it on the radio. Yeah. Because I'm the guy that breaks songs. I never was going to be that guy. That was never my goal to be that guy. It's happened. It's not that it just happened. It's just that I really love music. Yeah. All kinds of music. And so I was just a guy that would be like, hey, I like this song. Let's play it. And so it's become a thing now. 
And I try not to make it too big of a thing now, but it's the thing. It's what people know me for, for being either funny or just terribly unfunny. One of the two, depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Or the guy who breaks new music and gives new artists a chance. Even with this Bobby cast, it, it was about... And it still is about newer artists or guys that are making it. Mm-hmm. Because they have a lot of big artists that come to me and go, hey, I want to be on the Bobby cast. And I'm like, it's not what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> come, on the, come on the radio show. You know? You want to be a big artist, come on the radio show. We'll talk about you know that stuff. Um, but I think eventually we'll I'll have some of the big artists in. And the long form stuff is cool because you learn more. Yeah. But that's not why I started this. It, it was to get the stories of the new, the struggling, the finally hit, that kind of thing. Yeah. The uh, act, Chip was an actor. The song, right? All of that. It was kind of the surrounding of what you hear on the radio. But for me, when I look for new music. The worst thing you can do, too, because I have friends. Nah, I have acquaintances or slash kind of buddies. They're artists. And they'll be like, hey, I have new music. Will you listen? And I'm like, oh, it just, I, then I don't want to hear any of it. And I won't hear any of it because they're not wanting me to hear new music to go. You know, I really feel like this is a great project. And you, can, it's like, will you listen to it so you can find a song and play it on the radio? <laughs> and I know that. And I'm not dumb. So it puts me in a weird place. So I just, but I don't. I don't ever take recommendations. I mean, I can tell you this too. Even my boss, Rod. There's never been a time where he's like, "I need you to play this song." He said. He said before to me, "Hey, there are a couple songs that you can listen to, and if you hate them, great. If you like them, yeah. whatever. But I'm going to stay out of your business of trying to expose new artists or new songs because as soon as it becomes any sort of thing that I'm being told to do or some kind of back de- back back backhand deal yeah. it just loses all authenticity and then nobody believes me so that's what I do yeah did we, did we talk about that on that last one I think so no no um no I mean when I say we talked about me listening to music in a certain place yeah about Preston yeah yeah oh, okay um okay yes that's the answer to that cool uh so, like, dude, 2016's been kind of, like, crazy for you. Oh, is this, like, an actual interview? Yeah. Are, is that what we're doing? Oh, Lord. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, number one book, comedy album, mm. and the radio show's getting even bigger. Mm. Like, what do you see coming next year? I have no idea. Next year? I can tell you this, that what I'm looking forward to next year is, and there's stuff that we, ha- that everything is so, like, by the time something happens, you're to the point of you already have four other things that you're really excited about because you've been working on what's hap- what, what's starting to happen right now for mm-hmm. so long that you're so excited about what's happening in three months that what's happening now is cool because finally here, but you just started something else that's brand new. It's, it's weird because artists say this all the time. Like by the time I think Keith Urban was telling me this, that by the time the album comes out, like he's been working on it for so long, let's do it for so long, and he's been done with it for three months or what. He's already starting on a new album, and he's like so excited about this stuff <laughs> that he's out promoting. Yeah, the the last thing. thing. And not that he doesn't love it, but it's a weird process. For me, and we haven't announced it yet, but uh, I'll be doing a full stand-up comedy tour January through April probably. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. And for for me, I think I have the coolest opener. I don't even want to call him an opener. But, I mean, they'll be opening for me. But <laughs> it's music because some comics will bring comics. I love music so much. I like to bring and expose music and artists. So I actually bring two people. One, Nikita Carmen will be coming out with me, who's fantastic. And she's still, she just celebrated a year of being in Nashville. She moved here from Australia um, and is a great songwriter. Uh, but I, I can't say who the other person is, but it's one of my favorites. And they're going to come out and do every show and, cool. and play before I go on. But for me, that's what I'm looking forward to most is the stand-up comedy tour and doing theaters. And, you know, with The Raging Idiot, it's been nuts. And the million dollar show is going to be so much fun at the Ryman, and that's really the last thing for a while. I mean, Eddie and I aren't breaking up, but we're kind of going. <laughs> I listen. I just have a ceiling on singing. Yeah. <laughs> the stand up comedy stuff is fun for me, and I'm getting better at it. And I just see that there's a big, oh, big light way up high that I continue to like reach for. And I watch other comics, and I'm just so motivated, motivated and inspired by them. And I know I'll never be as good as these guys that I see, but I'm like, man, I can get better at this. I can get better at this. And the, the more I go out and the more I work, the stuff, and sometimes I don't tell people I'm going out and working and stuff, it like, it's like, man, I love failing. Like, I love when something doesn't work, 
because then when something does, it's like I worked hard to make that work. Yeah. So that's exciting for me. So I'm doing a full stand-up comedy tour. What you haven't announced yet, they may kill me for saying it, but I've said nothing else about it. We've already done the photo shoot for it. We got the opening act. It's doing every show with us. Oh, and the opening <laughs> act, like I'm so excited about, it, and I can't say who it is yet, but that's it. So, so there's the, that's what I'm excited about. Uh, the book will come out in paperback too next year. Oh yeah. Uh, writing a kids book, um, and then I don't know. They hit me up about another adult book because the first book did so well, which is still weird because I remember sent, taking that first book and sending it off to like two people that I really trust. And I was like, man, is this thing even, I mean, any good. I was so worried that book was awful. The bare bones. Yeah. The, the, I mean, like I have two books. The only <laughs> book I've ever written. I was so worried that the book was really bad because I know what I'm pretty good at. That's going on the radio because I've been doing it for almost 20 years. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I know I'm pretty good at that because I've been doing it for a long time and I've been able to move up. I never written a book. And I was like, I don't know if anybody cares. So I sent the book off, and they were like, it's actually not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> and I was so nervous that it was going to suck. And I felt like it sucked. I never wanted to read it back. But so they're asking me about writing it. I got an email yesterday like, hey, you think you're writing another adult book? And I was like, adult book sounds like a porn book. <laughs> um, and no, I especially don't have another memoir in me. Like, I think yeah, right now. I didn't have one in me to begin with. I was 34 when they approached me. I had nothing. I mean, there's that book of my life, but a lot of that's like a struggle at the beginning for people who've had to deal with family members that have addiction. And, you know, that was a big part of it. Um, And I wouldn't go through that in a second book. So I was like, I really haven't. But if you're looking for something like a bunch of funny essays, we could talk. But I, I don't know, man. That book thing is just, it is so... First of all, it's awesome, and I appreciate everybody who bought the book because I thought it sucked. So I'm just blown away the fact that it was on the New York Times bestseller list for three weeks. For one week, I was shocked. And then after that, I was just like, this is not even real life. Like, I don't even know, I don't even know what's happening here. Um, but the, I'm really looking forward to the comedy tour. And the radio show is the most fun thing still. I hate that right now you're listening to this. Amy's not here. It's weird when Amy's not here. Um, so I'm ready for her to get back and have her kids. That'll make her happy. And the better Amy is, the better I am. So, uh, the, yeah, it, the growth of the radio show has been crazy. It, I mean, even in the cities, like we had, I, just, I was talking to, uh, Rod, my boss, and he was like, dude, of these exit, the big markets that you have, you've never had bigger ratings of like eight of 11 or eight of 12 of the biggest markets, you know, the Boston's, the you know, the major cities mm-hmm. than you have right now. And I was like, dang, that's cool. But then it's 10 minutes later. All right, you're not doing so well over <laughs> in this market. But the weird thing is about the radio show is that we're in about 100 cities. And it's, you know, uh, if you can get 70 of them up, 30 of them are going to be down. And it's like, okay, we have 30 that are down. We got to get the 30 that are down up. And so while you're fighting to get these other 30 up, you have random ones falling over. It's just never, uh, you never, you're never going to have a hundred go up at the same time. And so it, the pressure never comes off of, Hey, you suck. And it's never, you suck. It's like, Hey, it's not going so hot here. What, what do we do to make it better here? Um, but that's, that's the business of this. That's the whole, the beast of it. But I love it. Like, I love, I mean, it's it, the radio show is still my favorite thing. Stand up comedy. Second, but we're kind of rolling through the rating idiots thing, and listen, that we had a, we've had two number one records. We suck. We don't suck. I'm gonna say this, but it is. We've gotten pretty good. We have a fantastic band, and now I know how to do a show. We put on a really good show. Now, listen, I'm not gonna win vocalist of the year, but we put on a really good show now because I've learned how to put on a good show, and I have, I do not have lead singer's disease, which means you have to lead singer all the time, and be the guy. For, I have no problem with stepping back for half the show and just. You just never know where it's coming from at Raging Idiot Show. You don't know who's coming with what, where. I got background singers flying out front. I got, it's fine. So, yeah, I don't know if that's the answer, but go ahead. Uh, what's the best part of having a girlfriend now? Hmm. The best part about having a girlfriend. The best part. You know what I'm worried about? 
and I, and I know Lindsay's going to hear this, is that she's going to be like, hey, come to Canada for the holidays. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, ooh. It's not even a her thing. I don't feel comfortable. I've never been a holidays person because I never really had family. Yeah. So for me, the holidays are not a sad time. They just don't exist for me, especially Christmas time. Like, it just doesn't exist. As far as a joyous occasion, it's not a sad occasion. It's just not a joyous occasion to me. It's just another day because I never really had Christmas growing up. So she's going to say, you should come to Canada and come hang out with my family. But I feel like such a nuisance. And I don't feel comfortable being ha- being like super. Ha- I don't know. It's a weird thing. The be- and I, as I say that, the best part is having someone that really wants you to be happy, and like fights you about being happy. And the example I gave when I think she was in here a f- couple weeks ago was when the Cubs lost Game Four. I was t- I was really irritated and upset, and she would just wouldn't leave me alone. It was so annoying. She was just like. Okay, you have to understand where you are right now. You're at the World Series. Like, you've worked hard to get here. The Cubs have not been here. And it, the best part is having someone who wants you to be happy. And for sure she wants that. Like, but, she'd, you know, that, yeah, that's the answer. But I only come to that after talking about the first thing where I know she's not going to be happy. And I'm like, I just don't. It's not a her thing. I, and her family's awesome. Over the last couple of years, I've gotten to know them. Yeah her parents and her brother and they're great but it's just i don't associate christmas with that with the with joyous and fun and then i always feel even if i like i'm Lindsay and i are going to a dinner tonight i I don't know where she is i don't know she may be here but we're going to a dinner tonight um and never go to dinners because i feel like one i'm i'm like intruding in someone's house two i don't really have that many friends that i would consider like close I don't think I've been to a dinner since I moved to Nashville at someone's house. Period. And I don't know if that's weird or not. I've never, I haven't been at all. And so we're going tonight, and only because she's like, you need to do things like this. So a little bit too, it's like, um, you know, she's kind of branching me out there um, and making me more of a human. I'm just an ordinary <laughs> human. How do you feel about the actual part of going to Canada, though? I don't care. I mean, dude, I went to here's the thing. I went to Iceland. I went to Japan. I went to England. This is all in the last two years because I never traveled my whole life. I never left Arkansas until a certain point. Then I never left the South. And it's just been a gradual thing. And it got to a point where it's like, if I don't travel a little bit and get uncomfortable, I'm never going to do it. So I just started doing it. And then, um, oh, I, th- I mean, I don't like I hate cold. Yeah. Like, I hate the cold. Like, it's terrible. I hate winter. Um, so I think I have no problem just going to Canada. Maybe I go to Canada by myself while they have Christmas <laughs> and just go explore by myself. But I think that'll probably be a source of contention where she's like, you have to come. Stop being so sad and mopey. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, yeah. What do you think about everybody trying to move to Canada now? Nobody's moving to Canada. I mean, well, did you see the, the site supposedly crashed? Yeah, last night when you're hearing this. So the election happened, right? And... Um, you know, the girl from Girls, Lena Dunham, whatever her name is, yeah. uh, Brian Cranston. I hate when people say, if this doesn't happen, I'm moving to Canada because nobody ever does. Like, you want to impress me right now? Move to Canada. <laughs> Regardless of your political beliefs, if you say something, do it. And Canada's hard to get into. Like, you've been just visiting Canada sometimes. It is? Yeah. Oh, I've not, I haven't been. I don't know I, if you can just move there. I, you know <laughs> what? I don't know. But I, if any of them move, I'll have a ton of respect for them. Because they backed up what they said. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I got into, people got mad at me for writing in uh, Dirk Bentley, my presidential ballot. Yeah. And I just did not have a dog in that dog race. And so I didn't feel comfortable voting for either one. And I had some other stuff I wanted to vote on. And they put the right in line there for a reason. If you feel like you should write someone <laughs> else in. I was, I, man, people on Twitter are just, most of the time I just brush it off. Sometimes I get in a little, little pops people. And like you, that you are such an awful person for abusing the system. I was like, then why would they put the line there if you can't write in who that monkey, the gorilla, him? Oh, yeah. They have eleven thousand votes. <laughs> so don't put the line there if you don't want people to use it. I used it. I wrote in Dirk Bentley, uh, just because I, I wanted really. 
I wasn't going to vote in the presidential election anyway. I was just going to vote in a couple other things. But really, I just wanted a TV to pop up and go, we have this much for Trump. Because you knew Trump was going to win Tennessee anyway, where I am. Yeah. Um, and then we have this much for Hillary. And, you know, Jill Stein has this. Governor Gary Johnson has this. And Dirk Bentley has a vote. <laughs> so I kind of wanted that to pop up. I was the goal, pop up on TV. But it didn't count because you have to register 50 days out to even be a writing candidate. But people can shut up. So... I don't. I mean that kind of stuff. Whatever. What? Whatever. <laughs> I rarely get irritated at Twitter. Sometimes, like Travis Tritt and I went back and forth, and I love Travis Tritt's music, and I have no problem with Travis Tritt. Like he has a uh, kind of a reputation of being a dick. I don't know that, so to me, he's not. I have no. I've and I was. He was, he was coming on the show in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and we'd already booked him because he has a, like a greatest hits thing coming out, and uh, he was posting about Beyonce at the CMAs and. I knew what was going to happen. As a white guy from the South, if you start posting, people are going to go, hey, this is a race thing. And so I posted, and I was like, dude, stop. I said, stop it. That's what I wrote on it. Just stop it. And then it turned into, I've played with lots of black artists. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is what, that's what you don't say. And so I think his tweet was, look it up. I've played with more black artists than anybody or something like that. Yeah. And I retweeted it and was like, just looked it up. There's no archive of who, of people who've played with black artists. It's not a Wikipedia page. It's there, there, there isn't. <laughs> and so, you know, there's just the race stuff to me is crazy. It just isn't a place you should go. And it's a very sensitive thing. And if you're passionate about it, go there. If you're just going to throw a joke out there, and it's not worth it. Uh, yeah. That just wasn't worth. That just wasn't worth it. And so he got mad at me, and I was like, "Dude, you know, chill out. Don't make you know. You know who says I got a I got a black friend? <laughs> the person who probably really doesn't have black friends. No, dude, I got a black friend. And that's the person who really yeah. probably doesn't have that many. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so, uh, I don't even know what you asked me. <laughs> Oh, what, what food do you miss the most since your food sensitivity test? Oh, this allergy test thing that I um that I took. So I took a allergy food test with blood. Uh, I used to sweet, sweet potatoes all the time. I can I'm eliminated from sweet potatoes and tuna and I don't know if, I don't know if I miss anything, but the sweet potatoes were kind of a big part of my diet. But I just haven't been getting rest. My tr- like I'm down to one. I wait today. I was at one fifty nine. And usually I'm around, sometimes I'm close to 170, yeah. like if I'm really lifting hard. But if I'm staying thin, because I was doing a lot of the TV work, I'm around 165, 164. But I'm like at 159, 158 right now. And so I kind of got a lecture today from, oh, I was supposed to drink a freaking protein shake before dinner. But I got a lecture from my trainer. It was like, you have to eat. Like, you have to eat. And so you just have to have a, like, for me, if I, my stomach, if I don't have, like a tight stomach, I feel like I'm just bleh. So that's, I, I got to get that back. Everybody always looks at your gut. That's where everybody looks, at your gut. So I'm trying to work that gut down. What else? Anything else? I don't even know what we're talking about here. We're about 30 minutes in. 30, I mean, I don't know that um, there's 30 minutes. I think I have to go to dinner anyway. Uh, anything, do you have any other, any other questions over there? It seems like you, you've come up with some stuff. You know what Lindsay did? She went on stage and she... Uh, oh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask about. This past weekend <laughs> in Austin. I didn't know she was doing this. I think I mentioned this on the air or even here. Did I, have you, I even talked about this? You mentioned on the air, yeah. Did I? You didn't, I don't think you said the song, but you did mention that she... And this is a different song it. than the one that, she, that we talked about in the last one that she sent me. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. This is a different one. But she goes out and she's playing her opening set because she opens for us. Mm-hmm. And we, we booked all these shows months ago. Before we dated, I was booking Lindsay to open for us and play in the band. And Nikita, the girl I was talking about earlier, who plays in The Raging Idiots from Australia, she comes and she goes, Lindsay just said you wrote criminal. She wrote criminal about you. And I was like, she told you that? And she was like, no, she said it on stage. She told everybody. And I was like, <laughs> she told 4,000 people? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And so she wrote this song called Criminal. And so she went on stage and she sang it. She was like, yeah, I wrote this about Bobby, blah, blah. And it's awesome, but I just was not expecting that. Feeling like a teenage crush. You're the rush. 
You're the habit I can never get enough of And boy, what you do to me is criminal Baby, when I look in those eyes I feel like blowing through stoplights Looking at the cops like I got nothing to lose And boy, got me burning like a matchstick Take me to the edge in a one-step house still It ain't That's a live performance over there. I have the right to remain silent, but there ain't no way that I can. Cause I am wired like a ticking time bomb. It's so wrong that it feels right. She's supposed to come pick me up in a minute, or I'm going to pick her up. Or she's, we're going to leave in my car, but we're supposed to go to dinner in a few minutes as well. But my house, instead of long, it's just tall. So she could be downstairs and I have no idea. I'll FaceTime her and see where she is. Are you here? Yes. You can come up. We're in the middle of recording the Bobbycast. Like right now? Yeah, we're recording right now. You can, you can come up for a minute. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm just finishing a call. I'll be up in a minute. Okay, well, we're going to like shut it down in a minute, so if you want to okay. get in on I'm it. Coming. I'm coming. All right, goodbye. All right, just finishing a call. <laughs> then she'll be happy. Um, anything else you want to know, Mike? Did you go back and like look at those lyrics? Uh, no. <laughs> No, no, no. Because no. I went back and tried to like, I don't know. I just thought. It was Listen, I, I know. A few, I just am surprised she said that. Uh, yeah, I'll let her say stuff, I'm, and she won't say it today. But okay. there are just things, even things that I, you know I've written. Whatever, I'll be cryptic. <laughs> um, Dusty is in the guest chair. Chill. I looked for him the other day, and I couldn't find him anywhere in the house. And he was in this chair that I'm sitting in, sitting behind a computer, just chilling. Um, come in. Hi. Are you playing music? What? Are you playing music on your phone? Yeah. Here, come in. We're, we're gonna wrap up in a minute, but what are you doing? Um, I was talking to. You're on. You're on the air. So. Hello. Well, I mean, not the air, but you're on the podcast. I, we were just talking about because Mike brought up the fact. You can put the headphones on real quick. Uh, by the way, Lindsay L is here. This doesn't count as a hey. this doesn't count as a guest appearance. But he asked me what, and you'll, I'm sure you'll hear this all back. So there's no reason to go back. Do you listen to all these? I do listen to all these. I would the be a terrible one? girlfriend That's if not I true. didn't. That's not true. Well, I feel like yeah, I listened to the Preston one late last night. I loved the story. He's good, <laughs> like, huh? like the Keith story when he talks about like. Um, cutting, she's gonna fly with him. Yeah, that's insane, and it was insane how he met Chris Jansen. Like I didn't know they went back as far as they did. Chris Jansen or Chris's partner? Uh, I mean, b- yes, Chris as his partner, like his of the duo. But I mean, Chris Jansen, like how they met at the Wild Horse and how. I think that's Chris's partner yeah. you're thinking of. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris's partner was the one that. that- that was Chris from Low Cash. Totally missed that. It was late when I listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but regardless how either one of them met Jansen at the Wild Horse when Jansen was the DJ and they were teaching dance. I don't think Jansen was at the Wild that Horse. Was, yeah, that was uh, Chris. No, it was Chris's Man, partner. I'm, I'm Chris Jansen has nothing to do with uh, yeah, but, Sorry, Preston. <laughs> are you sure you listened and just didn't hear my notes when I was telling? I was like, <laughs> no, I listened, I listened to the whole thing. I guess I mixed up Chris with Chris. That's not a very good girlfriend. <laughs> well, I did listen to it. Um, we were just talking about this. Crush, you're the rush. You're the habit I can never get enough yeah. of. He, a- <laughs> he asked me. He was like, "Hey, Lindsay went on stage and said she wrote that song about you." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I had no idea. I didn't hear you play it. I was getting dressed for our show." And then Nikita came in. I was like, Lindsay play, told me you played that. And I was like, she told you? She, I mean, she told everybody on stage, 4,000 <laughs> people. Um, anything you want to add to that? Um, true story. I did write that about you. And. You have to say nothing else. If you don't want to. You can say whatever you want. I don't care. I mean, no. I mean, that's been one of my favorite songs, gosh, since I've, that I've written in a long, long time. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, really, if I go back and look at the past year of songs I've written, a lot of them have been inspired by yours truly. Um, like any other ones? 
Um, Do you want to mention? I mean, you don't have to. I have a song called Eyes Off You. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, that I really like a lot. And you played that on the CMT Woman of Country thing. I did, yeah, on piano. Yeah, it's good. That was the first song I wrote by myself in a long time. Um, and then there's another one called Worth the Way. That's the one we talked about. We talked mm-hmm. about, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you don't have to go through the whole library of Bobby Sucks songs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a long I would list. call them Bobby Sucks songs. Like, but it's not Bobby Sucks songs. It, it was more like Bobby, Why Won't You Date Me songs. He would, he would be like, is this another Bobby Sucks song? It's Bobby Sucks song. And I was like, no, this is this is Bobby, Why Won't You Date it's, Me. No, I want to date you, and I and I want to tell you how I feel, but but you just won't. Bobby, Bobby Stock songs, but what I was calling Won't them. Yeah. Feeling like a teenage crush. <laughs> You're the rush. You're the habit I can never. This is the opera. Yeah, man. Why? When I listen to live recordings. It's like sometimes when you say. I like how you want to talk over it, so I'll stop playing it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Go ahead. Sometimes when you say you don't want to listen to certain interviews back because you just want them to live in your head a certain Yeah, but way. that's for a different reason. I want them to live in my head because they were perfect in my head. Okay. And I know you and you don't think anything you do is perfect. True. And not that I think the interview is perfect, but it came, at my heart at that time it was perfect. And I want to go back and pick it apart. The dog is snoring, by the way. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I, live recordings are such a soft spot for me in my heart because – they're just so imperfect and in the moment in a show when you're sitting in the audience and listening to listening to something it's a lot different than sitting in your car or sitting in your living room or in your bedroom listening to a live recording of something and so yeah i'm always nervous about releasing live recordings like anything else you want to know i think (laughs) i mean we talked about it i wrote a really cool song last night she did, and she wrote it with Caitlin Smith, who's one I of my did. favorites. She's playing the Million Dollar Show with us. I know. Yeah, and it, and it, it, it was called. Um, Guess what it's about? <laughs> oh, is it about me? I mean, I heard it, but I don't want to assume that. But it's really good. I'm not going to play it or anything because it's. She sent it to me on an iPhone, but uh, yeah, it's called like to the. I don't have it up. It's called like to the moon or something. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called to the yeah, moon? Yeah, that's what it's called. It was late. I was watching election coverage and. Lindsay was writing songs to Caitlin Smith, who, by the way, is fantastic, too. She's so good. So good. Uh, yeah, really good. That's, I put her on the Million Dollar Show. She's the new artist. The, of all the artists, and we've only announced three of them. And we, Lindsay's in the band. So the Million Dollar Show that's happening uh, January 9th, our band, you have to understand our band band, is Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots, because it's the Raging Idiots show. On guitar, Lindsay. On fiddle, Natalie Stovall. On guitar, Brandon Ray. Um... On piano, Craig Campbell, and then our drummer Grady and our bassist Ryan, who are fantastic musicians. And then so far we've announced Rascal Flatts and Sam Hunt and the band Perry. And I was like, Kaylin Smith is so good, we got to put her on it. But there's some other major artists that are going to show up, and we may announce them, we may not. But it's going to be a crazy show at the Ryman. Last year was crazy. This next time is going to be crazy too. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. So what are what for, are we doing Thanksgiving here? Yeah, we were just talking about that actually earlier today. We have a bunch of loser friends that don't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. Like, we're included in that. And used to, we would just do it as like friends. Like, hey, I don't have anywhere to go. But now that I have a girlfriend, I don't have to do anything. Like, I can just have her do it all, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the question that you asked me earlier about her? About her writing the song. No, 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 no. Yes. Yeah, oh, about uh, what's the best part of having a girlfriend now? Oh, uh, that was something what's we talked about. the best part? You don't have to worry about Friendsgiving? Thanksgiving? No, that that wasn't my answer. <laughs> uh, it was a different answer. That I will hear later? I'm sure if you listen to it, but then you'll confuse it with Chris Jansen. And and be like, it, yeah, with Chris Jansen and be like, Chris Jansen said that yeah. the, the best part about having a girlfriend. Um, yeah, and I was talking about if there was a way, because you can't have sweet potatoes, so I'm going to try to see if I can make sweet potato casseroles with, with yams, because you can eat yams, but you can't eat sweet potatoes. So I'm going to try to dream something up. Um, what's the best part about having a boyfriend? The fact that I can call you my boyfriend. That's the best part. My answer was so much deeper and better. (laughs) No, the best part about having a boyfriend. That's what you said. We'll stick with that. Hey, that that was a joke. That doesn't count. Go ahead. I get backing music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. The best part about having a boyfriend is having somebody who 
can understand you. And then you calm me down. I calm me down. Yeah, in moments that nothing can, nothing else can calm me down, or, or just make me see things from a bigger perspective. You give me perspective into my own life that I can't see sometimes. How do you give me too much credit? I mean, last night I felt like my life was falling apart. Or no, the night before. Last night I was writing, the night before. And I was just like super confused and stressed. And I don't know what happened. Oh, are you talking about putting new music out? Bad girlfriend. And no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. Listen. <laughs> and then you can't remember the no. heartfelt conversation that I, I was I like. I do oh, remember. So no, no, sweet. no. But it, it, listen. I try to stay as hands off of Lindsay's step as possible with her music. But when she's like, "Hey, what?" Do you, then it's just a weird. It, it's an awesome dynamic. Yeah. But I remember because my whole thing was, "You have a great team. Trust the team." I know, like you won't even listen to most songs. I don't, and I just had this conversation with freaking Nada today, who was like, "You know what? You just listen to this friend." I was like, "No, you know what? Let me tell you, I don't even go to Lindsay and hear all her songs." Yeah, he doesn't. You don't want to. hear I don't want to hear them. I haven't. I haven't do this with Lindsay. There's nothing. Anyway, whatever. I'm more. I'm more lean on you for reassurance that like I'm doing the right thing, or I just need to let it take the time it takes, or I need to trust people in my team around me and it's it's more that stuff that i get caught up on but my answer is always the same thing is that i don't know the answer but uh nobody does in the creative world there is no right answer there's never a right answer in in any creative world like you could do something and it's and, and this is just period in any sort of career or area you can go and chase the absolute moon but if you're gonna chase the moon the possibility of you crashing really hard is there. So you can go get the moon, and when you do, holy crap, you are the freaking astronaut of the year, or you're going to crash and die for this project or this whatever you're doing. And if you're up for that, because that's how I live. That's how I do my, my job, my life. Like, I go for it all. And when I fail, I'm, I'm okay with it because I went for it all. Like, I don't try to go down the middle. I'm not a middle person. I'm I, mean, not- I think that's why you inspire me so much, or you can help me understand myself and we just understand each other so much because you love what you do so much and you're so passionate about it and you love your work and I love what I do so much and I'm super passionate about it and sometimes it's hard to find somebody who is okay with their significant other loving their work that much. I also, we also can text all the time, Twitter all the time and nobody gets mad. Nobody gets mad. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, the only time ever like... There's only been one time, I think, in the history of us ever, whatever, I was like, hey, put your phone down. One time. Do you know when it was? I don't remember that. It was very recent. You said that to me? Uh-huh. I was like, okay, phone down. I don't remember that at all. It was in the middle of the first episode of The Walking Dead, and I was so oh, upset. Oh, yeah. I was so <laughs> upset she wasn't paying attention because it was so intense. And That's I was like, so true. I was like, you got to put your phone down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because this is crazy right now. The one time. The one in between commercials yes. where he will close his laptop. I'll, that's, all, that's it. Close, close his laptop it. and like Focus. shut off the rest of yeah. the world um, is The Walking Dead. We're actually going to a dinner right now with, with another, with a married couple. I need to go do my hair. Um, we don't have time. Uh, I mean, my, my flat iron's plugged in downstairs. Oh, go ahead. You can go then. No, no, what, no. When do we need to leave? Uh, I mean, just you can go. We're, we're good. The we're show good. does no. You're good. The show doesn't end when you leave, so you, you're good. I want to hear the rest of it. No, you can download it later, <laughs> or, or listen to it on iHeart Radio. All right, there, there she is, Lindsay L. Everybody, mm-hmm. I got to put clothes on too. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Why well, no? Go, <laughs> go, go! Finish here. We, we have to be there at six. It's forty-five minutes from now, right, right now. Yeah. And they live a long it distance takes away. That's traffic. We have traffic, though. Okay. I know, and I'm not late. I can't be late. <laughs> All right. I'll see you in a minute. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Special appearance. We weren't expecting. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys being here. I think that's a wrap. Any special message you need to get across? 
Usually we come with some sort of message. I just appreciate everybody listening. This thing's grown and continues to grow. And, um, you know, sometimes we come on. Well, I went to Lauren Elena's birthday party, which was fun. It was a, she's 22, which is crazy. She's 22 because. She was that young. <laughs> yeah, she's been famous. She got an idol when she was 15. Yeah. And 16 is the cutoff. She, her birthday just made it. And so Lauren is awesome. I think Lauren's going to come in to, to do this sometime soon. And Lauren's awesome. And went to her, Lindsay and I went to her 22. Tutu birthday party, and so everybody was wearing tutus. Like everybody was wearing tutus <laughs> at the party, so it was fun. I did that. Um, I had some notes and stuff I was gonna talk about. I don't remember what it was, but uh, all right. I'll leave you with some pentatonics. Hallelujah. 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 Shout out uh, Lee Thomas Miller for putting me in the article. Uh, shout out Preston. Shout out Lindsay L for popping in here last minute as we were about to go eat uh, dinner with another couple, which we've never done before. It's our first ever double date. Shout out everybody. I got into an uh, argument with, not an argument, a disagreement with Nada today because one of her friends was like, hey, I want you to listen to some new music. And I was like, Nada, I don't do that. If someone asked me to listen to music, I just don't do it. And then see, like Lindsay said, Lindsay doesn't even do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't listen to hers because I always got to be. I either have to go want to go after it, like let me hear this. And even with Lindsay, I don't. It's, it's just she just never like take these songs and listen to them and tell me. This is just not even with my, my girlfriend. I don't do that. Yeah, that was a whole source of contention. You can do it like everybody else does. The close to me, be like this is gen- this is literally what people do. Like so, Mary Force is my manager, and then. Everybody that work, even Rod, they're like, Bobby's crazy. I don't know what he does with music. Like, I don't. T- they don't take it, and they're like, Bobby's crazy. I don't know what. I don't know how he does it. If he does, I don't know how he finds it. I don't know what he does. I don't know how he does it. And I like that because then they don't come to me and go, Hey, here's music. Yeah. I went to a meeting yesterday, and some guy was like, Hey, I got this artist, and I was like, We're in a meeting for something else. Like, this is not about this. <laughs> I'm begged. Hey, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope this killed a little bit of time today. How long was this, Mike? Fifty-two. Holy crap! We talked about nothing for fifty-two <laughs> minutes. All right, uh, have a good one. That's it, 20 over.